What is green? Apart from a color, obviously. It's the most important word in the world because it's at the heart of the battle to finance climate action. We need to understand what's really good for the environment and what's really going to slow climate change so that we can find the money to pay for it. If it's truly green, then it's going to help save humanity. And you'll find out what it is here with our Dictionary of Green Finance. I'm Matt, and this is Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank. The Tipping Point, a story about the greatest market failure ever seen. Glossary, climate crisis, carbon budget, climate action, climate finance, climate mitigation, climate adaptation, environmental finance, natural capital, renewable energy, blending. Human industrial activity has already caused about one degree Celsius of global warming. At the current rate of emissions, the world will warm on average by around 3.5 to 4 degrees Celsius by the end of the century. This would be unprecedented for humans, presenting a risk to life as we know it. It would wipe out close to 70% of all plant species, around half of all mammals and more than a third of birds. The life-threatening impact on health of climate change, environmental pollution and ecosystem collapse through poor air quality, heat waves and risks to food security and livelihoods is already being felt. Air pollution alone already kills 7 million people a year, according to the United Nations. Rising sea levels pose a threat to 680 million people who live in low-lying coastal zones. By 2050, that number will reach 1 billion. This disruption is not inevitable. Under the Paris Agreement, nearly all governments throughout the world agreed to maintain global warming well below 2 degrees Celsius, and to pursue efforts towards limiting it to just 1.5 degrees Celsius. To reach the 1.5 degrees Celsius target, we must emit less than 580 gigatons of carbon dioxide. That's our carbon budget. Forever. At the current rate of about 37 gigatons per year, we will have exhausted that carbon budget forever by 2032. We need to decarbonize quickly, and the next decade will be critical. We also need urgent action on the planet's biodiversity loss, ocean pollution, and ecosystem collapses. The whole financial system needs to make the connection between climate change, environmental sustainability, and its impact on people. The economic cost of climate change and environmental pollution is growing each year. The consequences of ignoring it any longer are grave. Take the EU, for example. One third of the EU population lives within 50 kilometers of the coast. The GDP generated by this population amounts to over 30% of total EU GDP. The cost of doing nothing against the effects of climate change in coastal areas is estimated to be higher than the annual costs of taking action. Pollution is costing us dearly as well. A 2020 Greenpeace report estimates that solely air pollution has a $2.9 trillion economic cost, equal to 3.3% of the world's GDP. Climate change has been famously described as the greatest market failure ever seen. The market participants who cause climate change have not had to shoulder its costs. Green finance is trying to correct that mistake. Climate finance, which alongside environmental finance falls beneath the broader green finance umbrella, is aimed at supporting climate action by helping reduce greenhouse gases and helping people adapt to climate change. Climate action is split into two parts climate change mitigation, and climate change adaptation. 
Climate change mitigation is a collection of activities aimed at reducing, sequestering, or altogether avoiding the emission of CO2 and other greenhouse gases. Carbon sequestering refers to capture or absorption of greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. For example, planting more trees would do the trick because they absorb carbon dioxide. Meanwhile, climate change adaptation refers to actions needed to reduce the negative effects of climate change, such as extreme storms or rises in sea levels, those effects meaning on people and their activities. Climate change adaptation is necessary because even if we stop our emissions right now, we wouldn't be able to stop the changes which are already happening to the oceans and the weather. Environmental finance is broader in scope than climate finance. It uses financial tools for the good of the environment, working to determine the right price for the use of environmental resources and who should pay for them. Why should anybody be paying for nature, you might ask? Well, there are goods and services in nature that are free, but they shouldn't be free. I'm referring to natural capital, a concept that the world has a limited amount of resources, which include air, soil, and water. For example, even though a company pollutes the air, it will not necessarily have to pay for it. Somebody will pay the consequences of the pollution. The same goes for soil pollution and greenhouse gas emission. Because companies don't pay for this, we call it unpriced natural capital. The cost businesses are paying does not reflect quite a big chunk of what they should be paying when we calculate their impact on the environment. A landmark 2013 report sponsored by the United Nations Environmental Programme calculated that the total unpriced natural capital in the world would amount to 13% of annual global GDP in 2009. This means that if we calculated the unpriced natural capital into our balance sheets, most industries would not be profitable. Even though we name them separately, environmental and climate finance are unquestionably intertwined, as are the environment and the climate. A change in one can have a consequential impact on the other. Take, for example, the acidification of the oceans. The oceans absorb a lot of the carbon dioxide in the air. When the levels of carbon dioxide increase in the air, the ocean absorbs more of it, making it more acidic. As water gets more acidic, it becomes harmful for marine life. So all this explains why it's up to the public sector to take action, including through policies to change incentives for consumers and producers, and increased investment. In Europe, it's estimated that investment in energy systems will need to almost double over the next decade, up to 400 billion euros each year. Public banks can help foster this investment in climate action and environmental sustainability more broadly. They can invest in long-term infrastructure projects and in the innovation required for the transition to a low-carbon, climate-resilient and sustainable future. For example, investment in a large-scale battery that can be charged during times of excess wind and sun and discharged, used, in periods of shortage. Public banks can also help increase investment in those areas where the rate of investment remains too slow. This is the case for the renovation of homes to make them more energy efficient, tackling climate change whilst providing immediate, tangible social benefits. But the governments and the public sector need to make companies aware of what they're doing and play a role in motivating them to invest green. Onshore wind and solar farms are seen as mature technologies today, but in their early stages of development, about 20 years ago, they required significant support from the public sector, including from the European Investment Bank. The idea was that the cost will come down with the years 
so those public banks will no longer be necessary to invest. What the government can do is make non-renewable energy more expensive, reduce the subsidies in those sectors, making climate finance more attractive for investors. There's also a matter of perception of risk. Renewable energy seems riskier, but public money can play a good role in this. The European Investment Bank and other multilateral development banks can use public funds to reduce the risks of private investors. Public and private money is then blended, which will increase the number of financeable green projects. Don't miss any of our episodes. Subscribe to Climate Solutions and listen to our next episode about the green transition, a story of how we will build a green economy. Thanks for listening to Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank. Thank you.